Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Kim will go to first. The San Diego Padres get their first no-hitter in the history of the franchise. Caught by Fernando. You cannot do it any better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Believe Hour, brought to you by Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Question for y'all, do you believe? My name is Nick Kreider, host of Ring the Bell Pods Talk with my co-host, Heath Bell. We're also joined on this podcast by another Believe podcast, uh, the Bleed Lows podcast, our Dodgers guys, Roger, Juan, and Alonzo. How's everyone doing today? Doing pretty good. Awesome. Right. Can't complain. We are, Can't complain. We are Beautiful a day, day in paradise. We are a day out of the MLB season. Uh, we've got a great Dodgers lineup. I think probably the best I've ever seen constructed guys. What was your initial reaction to when you got Freddie Freeman, uh, to the lineup that's constructed this year, all the moves that you've been making, uh, give me some thoughts here. Well, I am going to be in full honesty, full disclosure here, both Alonzo and I thought Freddie Freeman wasn't coming to the Dodgers. What we didn't factor in was the fact that the Braves were going to do Freddie Freeman dirty. The, the way they did. Uh, so I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, now, these guys will vouch on our one of our shows. I was the one who came and rained on the Dodgers parade and said, look, I've seen this before when a super team is supposed to be great. Jeff Passan said this was going to be the greatest lineup he's seen in the last 20 years. Well, that's on paper. I mean, people can, I mean, Mookie is coming off of that hip injury. I don't know if he's fully recovered from it. And people can have down years. So as high as everybody is over here in L.A. about this is the greatest lineup, I'm proceeding with caution because I'm one of those guys that I hope for the best and I expect the worst. So that, that's my take. Right, Alonzo? And that's precisely why I wanted one to, to lead that off, because he uh, <laughs> he he brought down the party after uh, after all that hype. Right. But at the end of the day and, you know, it's one thing to be good on paper. I mean, you saw, you know, Juan on our episode that we talked about that used the, uh, the Lakers reference, the Lakers had, you know, this deep team, all that jazz, three superstars. And here we are. I'm not overly worried about this team because obviously baseball is a marathon and not a sprint as Heath can attest to that. But, uh, 
But at the end of the day, this team is deep. And if there really is only a weak spot with this team, it could potentially be the rotation, kind of the, the bottom half of the rotation, uh, you know, the four and five guys. But the bullpen's lights out. Your top three starters, they're legit. You know, Julio Diaz and Walker Buehler are legit's ones and twos. Clayton Kershaw, even though it's, uh, you know, kind of going towards the twilight, if you will, is still Clayton Kershaw. So, and he's been pitching lights out as well, too. And then, as you know, the Dodgers showed, they have a farm again. So it, it's one of those things where last year, a lot of people were down on the farm and now it's like, Oh, they have a bunch of horses down there, you know, thoroughbreds that are waiting to get up. So, you know, and they're still adding, adding guys today. We just saw the addition of a Dylan Patances. So, I mean, the, the expectations are sky high. Freddie Freeman. I honestly did not think was going to be a Dodger. I actually thought uh, he would end up in like an Anaheim or something like that. I think he's going to be a Yankee. I, I, I didn't think that just because of the logistics, just because yeah. it, it sounds like he just wanted to do stuff for family. Uh, but, I mean, he, he came to arguably the best team on paper, and then they went out, obviously, subtraction by addition, but they added uh, Craig Kimbrell, so they're still making moves uh, to, to do the thing. So, I mean, they're obviously the heavily mm-hmm. heavily favorite uh, to win the World Series, unlike the Padres, but here we are. <laughs> Keith, Keith, <laughs> g- give us your thoughts on the uh, rival up north. Rival up north. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, potentially we don't like you guys up there. <laughs> so, but, uh, but, you know, you, you know, the thing is definitely on paper, they're really good. They're probably the best team in baseball right now. Kind of like the late 90 Yankees or whatnot. They're probably one of the best organizations around the last couple of years. Um, the number one key for them and to any player is when you put a bunch of superstars together, you got to have that chemistry. If the chemistry is not good, you can have the best the best talent in the game, but um, you get you know you got to go out there and perform together and not just be a bunch of individual guys. And uh, Dave Roberts up there and in, in L.A., you know I hate saying it, but um, the, the Dodgers are probably favored to win the whole thing this year. You know even my prediction, but it's it's hard for me to say. But when you have somebody that's very experienced like Dave Roberts to keep everybody together, when uh, he was one of my coaches, he was like that. He was always you know, the team, team first, let's go out. And at the end of the, the day, um, individual things will just happen. And um, it's hard for me to say the Dodgers are definitely good, but I, you know, I'm just hoping the chemistry is not that good. So therefore the Padres have a chance, but uh, we'll probably be right behind your tails the whole way. So if you fall, you know, maybe we'll squeak in front of you, but uh, um, the, the rival is pretty, uh, crazy but i would like to say the dodgers probably have a little bit edge of the fan wise and i'm just being honest here and a lot of padre fans are going to hate me for this but when the dodgers come and play the padres in san diego there's so many dodger fans down there that come you know the dodgers um get buses and you can buy a ticket and take a bus down to san diego and go that and you know we have some padre fans that go up in la but it's just different you know, it's just different. And the history that the Dodgers have um, is iconic and just, it's awesome. And, you know, me as a baseball historian, I love seeing how the Dodgers, you know, from the Brooklyn Dodgers to the LA Dodgers and how they've kind of really became the Yankees of the, the West coast of like that. They're the number one team out here out West. And uh, it's awesome to see, you know, I just wish the Padres, you know, a little bit better. You know, maybe we'd, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Cause the Padres are good, you know, and I like our team and I like what Bob Melvin's doing, but um, I would love to have Dave Roberts and kind of what the Dodgers are doing right now. So it's kind of hard for me to talk good about the Dodgers, but 
they're damn good. They really are. So yeah. I, I got to give it to the organization, everything we, we get dealt. I feel like we get dealt a bad hand every year. I mean, with Tatis going out this year and with him not being healthy pretty much any season, well, they're going to be really tired and we're going to get our number one guy all healthy. So <laughs> that's all I can say. Let's hope so guys. You have any thoughts on our, on our roster? I mean, I don't want to keep on, uh, you know, kissing the Dodgers feet, but, uh, any thoughts on the, the Padres, what they got going on this year? So I'll be honest. I, I, uh, I'm not a, a Dodgers Homer per se. Uh, I'm a baseball homer and the Padres are good, right? Like you can't deny that that's a good roster. They have legit pitching. I'm envious that they have Joe Musgrove. Uh, I, that's Our someone I no wish. Thank, yeah. thank goodness for that. Well, that's the unfortunate thing, right? That kind of lets you know the big brother, little brother thing is Joe Musgrove was the dude that threw the first no hitter and it's 2022, 2020 was something like that, right? It's been a long time. So, you know, when you look at the lore and you kind of compare the apples to apples, it's not fair, but the Padres have that these, they have Joe Musgrove. They have, you know, they, they've went out and made moves to, to try to bang with the Dodgers. I personally think, I'm sorry to tell you this, Heath, to your face, but I think the Giants are the second best team in the NL West. Uh, and, and, and I don't think it's close, but the Padres are right there. Like, it isn't far away. Uh, I just, but again, it's just the Dodgers are playing chess and everyone's kind of playing checkers. That's just kind of the reality of it. So you're not buying that the Giants had a fluke year. I am not. I, I, I said multiple times last year that the Giants were legit. These two gentlemen uh, that, that joined me on the podcast thought I was high on methamphetamine and simply just not true. I, I, I legit believe that the Giants were that good. I just think to, to the end there, you know, we, we, we talked about the series a little bit with Max Muncy. Adrenaline kind of, you know, an experience, all that jazz kind of got in the way of the Giants. But, uh, but I don't think that they had a fluke year. I think they're that good. Roger, I'll agree I mean, with you there. I don't think the Giants were a fluke either, you know, but. So right now we've got two on non-fluke. Looking at your guys' facial reaction, Roger and Juan, I, I feel like you're with me. It might have been a fluke year. Roger, what do you think? I'm not saying exactly it was a fluke year, but I think the that Buster Posey being his last year had something to do with it. I think that clubhouse knew, and they were playing their hearts out for Buster Posey to try and get him that one last ring, just the way they played that entire season. I know that that Buster Posey had something to do with it. And I think that pushed them, that gave them that extra edge. So I'm, I'm expecting a, a decline this season. I mean, how much, you know, we'll see. But I think that that Buster Posey factor had something to do with it last season. Definitely. Juan, close up. Look, Nick, uh, my, my co-host has a, a revisionist history because if we go back to our preview show, I didn't say the Giants were going to win the division last year, but I said, watch out for the Giants because the Giants were going to be tough. I think they have the best rotation in the division. And I know this is going to piss off Dodger fan who's listening to this. And like my co-host Alonzo, we're not homers on this show. Look, I'm a Dodger fan first, but I'm a fan of baseball. And I'm not going to sit here and give a myopic point of view and be a complete hater and say the Giants suck just because, let's say, there are rivals and we're supposed to hate them. I tell these guys all the time, the Dodgers piss me off more than anything the Giants would do. The Dodgers not making the World Series or not winning the World Series pisses me off more than seeing the Giants do it. So my, my thing is this. I think the Padres, look, everybody on the show says I'm a Padres fan because I show the show pods love. Look, I was at the game when Tatis, I still think he hit it out of, out of Dodger Stadium. I, the person I was sitting next to said, no, it hit the very top of out there in the pavilion. There's a cover there. I was like, it doesn't matter. I mean, Same the guy hit, hit the ball out of, into outer space. And, and 
I like watching those guys. I, I think Snell kills us. No matter how, you know, we can put Austin Barnes up one through nine. It doesn't matter. Snell's going to pitch six innings of shutout ball against the Dodgers. So I think I said last year, I, I don't know what happened. You guys might be able to, to fill us in. I don't know what happened to your guys' team. I know there was injuries in the second half, but we kept hearing these rumors out here that Hosmer was me messing around in the dugout, messing up with the chemistry to what Heath was saying in terms of how important chemistry is. But I said, okay, wait until next year. They got Clevenger. I mean, your guys' lineup, look, I think the Dodgers have the third best rotation right now wow. in their own division. Now, if Bauer comes back, which we think is going to happen, I think that changes things. But yeah. right now, I would put the Giants rotation, then the Padres rotation, and then the Dodgers because, look, you're going to throw Andrew Heaney, and Gonsolin out there, you know, towards no disrespect to those guys, but I don't think those guys are the same guys that are in the Giants or the Padres rotation. Yeah, I've been I've been also saying it as well that I think that the rotation might be the biggest downfall this year for the Dodgers. I mean, May coming back from injury, of course, it's going to take time. Losing Scherzer, although that he was on a short contract, of course, Kershaw is getting a little bit up there in age. You know, every year he kind of declines a little bit more and more, and. At this point, it's like, you know, we, we got to figure out how to how to make this rotation stand still. Um, but I think, Heath, we've talked about on our podcast a couple of times on what the issues were last year, and it wasn't anything to do with the players. It was all upper management. Right, Heath? Yeah, I kind of feel like the front office with the Padres the last couple of years have kind of been nobody knows the direction they're going. Um, the easiest way to do it is, you know, you had Will Myers – go from the outfield a few years ago to first base, become an all-star. And then you go out and sign another first baseman, stick him back in the outfield. And, you know, yes, you went out and got Machado and then Tatis, but they didn't front office didn't want Tatis there just yet. Um, financially probably wise, but you know, you had Musgrove that was supposed to be the youngest starting pitcher in the game coming up. And then they've been holding them back. And he had a so-so year last year in the minors, but they go out and get, um, was it Jake Arrieta? Yeah. Uh, and it, just management like this year, you know, we, we have what, six, six or seven guys that can play first base and has played first base on the team in spring training. What, what direction are we going in? You know, and you know, when our management first came to San Diego, they traded all the young guys away and got veteran guys. That's when we got Matt Kemp from you guys. And then all of a sudden, we traded all those guys away and signed this guy, that guy. It was like, they. St I still don't know where management's going. I really don't. And where I think the Dodgers, they have a clear eye of where they're going. You know, they needed a first baseman. I didn't think Freddie Freeman was coming, you know, or going to LA and they went out and got him. They did what they had to do. If they need a starting pitcher, they go out and get, you know, Trevor Bauer for last year or Max Scherzer. You know, if they need something, they go get it. Where the Padres, we talk about it. And then it, then we just don't do anything. We don't pull the trigger. So yeah, I think that's where we lack Bob Melvin. I think, you know, now we have actually a veteran manager. I think he's going to be good for the organization. I really do. And the thing for the guys, you know, to keep them together, but gosh, I mean, you know, we're still a step down from Dave Roberts. I just think very highly yeah. of Dave, but uh, yeah. It, it, let me ask you guys real quick, that exchange between Tatis and Machado in the dugout at the end of last year, what was that about? I loved it. I mean, Heath, you're a locker room guy, so you, you got to tell me. But for me, I like to see that fire in the players. 
you know, it's firing the players, but you know, it's something, sometimes I think it gets a little bit out of hand and we're never going to know exactly what it, what was told or what was leading up to it beforehand, but it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, just it's something led up to that moment. We're not going to know what that is, but it wasn't a good moment. It wasn't a good thing that led up to it, but you know, it's kind of like the whole thing in couple, was it uh, 19? Was it uh, when Tatis hit the grand slam when we, they were winning big. And then all oh, of a yeah, sudden 20, everybody's like, 20, you, can't, yep. you can't swing three. Oh, yeah, you can't try Rangers. to do your yeah. best when we're winning by seven or 10 or whatever it is. That's basically like telling an outfielder don't run really hard. Cause you know, we're up by 10, you know? So I just, what, what's the organization doing the guys they bring in and stuff. And I think Machado wants to win and Tatis wants to win. But like I said, there was something in the locker room that probably led up to that. And it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't like you got to, you know, I don't know. I just don't I was, want to speculate on that. I was hearing stuff. Uh, there was an interview um, with Tati Sr., I think, after one of his after his games that he was managing. It was in the Dominican Republic, and he had mentioned that there was a coach on the staff that kind of rubbed Tatis the wrong way, and it, it, he alluded to it being the third-base coach, Dickerson, um, and now he's off the staff. And if you look in the, the years prior as well, he's had conflicts with Tommy Pham in the dugout. Um, there's just been a lot of um, – just things that didn't align with the players and how he was kind of talking to other players. And a lot of it just comes with coaching staff and management. I mean, we, we alluded to a little bit that's upper management, but like Jace Tingler was clearly a puppet of AJ Prowler. Well, here's the thing. If you have a coach that nobody respects, exactly. But the management likes it because it's, this is the, this is what I want you to do. No, you need to have coaches that the players respect and you have to earn the respect of the players and vice versa. But it's one of those things that you, you want to go into fight with somebody that, you know, that's been there before. And you can't just be like, well, management wants me to do this and that. And you're like, no, but I'm out here trying to do my best. I'll put you this know, in perspective. Yeah. Manny Machado has, since he's been in San Diego, has never had a veteran manager. Every time he's yeah. been in San Diego, it's been a, it's been a rookie manager. So this is his exactly. first year. And so he's excited about that. And I, I know that you guys love Manny Machado as Dodger fans, but <laughs> it, uh, it, honestly though, when the Padres are good and the Dodgers are good, it is good for baseball. We need a Yankees Red Sox rivalry out in the West coast. We need it. To be, we need it. And, and just speaking of good for baseball, we'll, we'll transition a little bit more to broad strokes of, of what the league is going to look like this year. Uh, you know, we had this lockout that finally got out of it. We're not losing any games. I want to go down the line really quickly and give me some teams that could surprise the league. I mean, of course, we've got the Dodgers we've been talking about. Of course, we got the Braves who are returning, the Yankees. I mean, there are some teams out there that are looking like some legit contenders. But, Roger, start with you. Who are some guys that are going to maybe turn some heads this year and potentially sneak in the playoffs? I mean, I, I wasn't really thinking about this team as being one of them, but after watching the last couple of games in the freeway series is potentially the angels. I mean, you know, hearing um, some of the games, you know, with their lineup, you know, Trout, Otani leading it off, you know, these guys could be, could do something in the West, in the AL West. I mean, there's, you know, there's some tough teams out there in the AL West, but you know, they have a pretty solid roster. I mean, if, you know, if they get the pitching, uh, angels could be, you know, yeah. Angel, angels could do something, you know, they, like I said, they got the top two players in baseball right now. So yeah. let's see what they can do this year. 
it always comes down to pitching for them. I feel like it's every year and the retool that they did getting Syndergaard, like coming off an injury, that's still kind of a head scratcher. I'm not sure if that's the guy to like, you know, revamp the rotation, but we'll see. I, I agree with you. I mean, Rendon perennial, you know, MVP candidate as well. I mean, it's a good lineup. Juan, what do you think, man? You know, honestly, to me, the biggest surprise in all of major league baseball is I feel all six divisions are competitive. And I can't remember the last time that it was a toss-up for all six divisions. I mean, the Minnesota Twins have, I don't know where they discovered all this money now, but they made some signings. So now they're going to give the White Sox a run for their money in that division. The AL East, you got the what the Blue Jays did, and you still, they're the Yankees, so they're the Yankees, the Red Sox making moves. I mean, it, that division is going to be interesting. The AL West, yes, the Angels. I mean, the Mariners just called up a rookie to make their opening day roster, Julio Rodriguez, which really surprises me, right? Because all we hear is about these owners that are trying to keep these players down in the minor leagues. So they don't start the clock. And here they are. They started the clock on this young Julio Rodriguez. I've seen the Mariners as a surprise pick to win that division. So I, I'm I think the American league has a lot of interesting questions yeah. in, in the national league, the NL central. I mean, just pick a name out of the uh, hat because I, I don't know who you would consider to be the front runner there. I, and I think the NL West is just going to be in a dogfight between three different teams. One hot take I'm going to give you guys right now is, is I do think that the Dodgers are going to get off to a slow start. And I'm, I'm concerned that if the show pods and the Giants, you know, start off well, we're going to have a repeat of last season where the Dodgers are going to get really, really tired by the end of the season. Kind of like what Heath hinted at earlier. By the time that these comes on, the Dodgers might be tired and the show pods are going to be fresh. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind that take at all. <laughs> your point to your point to the Mariners though. I, I've been really high on them all off season. I think they've gotten a lot of great moves. I mean, they went out and they got Robbie Ray, of course, and all their young talent is starting to finally come up and, and flourish there. The Julio Rodriguez uh, call up to me. I, I love it. Honestly, I, I think if, if he's a guy who is going to turn out to be like a Juan Soto or an Acuna or what they hope him to be, the mindset is they're going to extend him eventually anyway, right? They're going to give him a 10 plus year contract. So I don't think it really matters about manipulation of service time. And that's partially why the lockout happened, right? They wanted to uh, amend those rules of, of not manipulating service time. But if he's what he's promised to be, and if you're in win now mode for the Mariners, you got to do all it takes to compete with the Astros and the angels. And I think they're going to be legit contenders this year and at least sneak their way into the playoffs as a wild card spot, potentially winning that division. Alonzo, what do you think, man? Uh, real quick, Alonzo, before you go, breaking news. The Oakland A's have just been eliminated from contention this year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, Shocker. And, uh, and, I mean, that's actually uh, – uh, I was about to say the same thing about the Rockies. I was about to say the same thing about yeah, the Yeah, what is Chris past. Bryant doing? Is he just trying to pad his stats this year or what? You know, what's funny is I, I asked around, you know, just kind of like what is Chris Bryant doing, and no one knows. So it's kind of like the – you know, we talked about the Padres thing, right, where – no one really knows what's going on with the front office. At least the Rockies are trying, I guess. I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you, you have, I think the twins are going to be really good. And I think it might be like a very small, like one year thing. And that's it. Right. Because I, I if Correa, if Correa has a, a, a baller year, 
which uh, I can't obviously say what we really think about that guy. But at the end of the day, if that dude has a good year, someone's going to pay him not what he wants, but they're going to give him a little bit longer of a deal for more money might be appealing to him. Right. Yeah. The the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be legit. That that team, I, I don't know what. I mean, maybe they just saw that the Yankees just don't know what they're doing because I don't think even the Yankees know what they're doing. I'm kind of confused by what they're doing. The poor Red Sox, you know, Chris Sale just went on the 60-day DL because of a rib fracture. So it's just kind of the 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 ever-growing story of the Red Sox. But they went out and got Trevor Story. They're, they've got a pretty solid infield. Can't complain about that. The Tampa Bay Rays, though, I think are the favorites to win the AL East. Uh, that's, that's just kind of where it's at. I, I do think the Blue Jays will be good and competitive. But, you know, the Rays are just going to quietly do what they do and do the thing. The AL Central is going to be fun. The Royals could be good again. They could also not be. But they have they have guys, right? They have guys that are coming up. The White Sox, again, you know, they went out and got A.J. Pollock, who was hitting bombs here. So now he's going to be hitting bombs over there. And uh, like as you kind of move bombs in that team. <laughs> right. And I mean, that's the crazy thing. All those all those guys that just hit bombs and yep. they, they just I feel like that's all that front office did. Hey, who hits the most bombs that we can go get right now for Kimbrell? And they got AJ Pollock, yep. uh, which the insane thing is he probably would have been the nine hitter for the Dodgers. That's just kind of the preposterous thing about that, dude. And then, they, you know, out here in the in the AL, AL West, I agree with these guys. I think the Angels have the opportunity to be good. It's a pretty wide open division, even though the Astros are still there. But again, they've lost Carlos Correa. You know, they've lost a couple guys over the last couple of years. Pitching could be a little suspect because, you know, some of those guys have been hurt. So this might be a good opportunity for them and the Mariners to kind of step up. But in the NL West, I think it's just the three dog race. And uh, in the Giants, uh, you know, it's very possible three teams could come out of the NL West. But I still think that it's the Giants or the Dodgers that wins that division as a favorite. And the Padres, uh, you know, could get them by proxy as a wildcard team, you know, playing whatever. Uh, whatever it may be, uh, but it and they could also just completely miss the playoffs completely, right? Because the thing about the Padres, it's interesting, right? <laughs> right? That's interesting. As Heath was saying, uh, no one knows what that front office is really doing. Right. Like they've had deals for Hosmer reportedly for the last few days, and they've hit snags. And it's crazy because, as as Heath was saying a minute ago, they don't make moves. I respectfully disagree with that because any guy that they've wanted, they went out and got. They went out and got Machado even though he's a free agent, but they went out and if they traded for Joe Musgrove, they've traded for you Darvish, you know, they've made these moves and, and some of them are still weird hodgepodge pieces and they're still figuring it out. But at the end of the day, they're not afraid to make a move, which I respect in, in this division. But for me, the biggest move that they made this offseason was hiring Bob Melvin. That's a dude I would love to play for. That's mm-hmm. a dude that dudes love to play for. And I think that's kind of what they needed is they needed that, you know, manager that can police that sort of stuff like we were talking about earlier about yeah. Tatis and Machado to, to be able to sort that stuff out. Because a rookie manager, no disrespect to any of those guys, you're in the show, right? So a lot of those guys may not necessarily respect necessarily their opinion or their take or whatever their policing of that stuff is. And that, for me, is going to be the biggest move that the Padres make all season is going out and getting Bob Melvin, which kudos to them. It's a great point. And, and the snags that you're referring to, I honestly think that the snags are coming down to other GMs not wanting to do trades with AJ Preller at this point anymore. Probably. I think I think that ship has sailed. And I think I think Heath and I have mentioned this before. If the Padres don't succeed this season, it might be the best case scenario just to get rid of AJ Preller. I mean, I think this is his last year if if he doesn't succeed here. Heath, close us out with some some surprise picks this year for uh, contenders. Well, my biggest surprise was going to be Seattle just because uh, what they've done the last couple of years and what they're doing now. And 
I mean, everybody pointed on it. I, we'd love to see the angels in the playoffs, you know, having Mike Trout, you know, um, and finally in the playoffs and whatnot, but pitching is going to be a key, but my one pick this year that uh, my son always asked me, Hey, what's the one pick that you think? And a few years ago, I picked the nationals. And I picked the uh, Braves last year. And I said, Seattle, you know, Seattle, for some reason, they just have something they've been lying in the weeds. They've been slowly getting better. And I think, you know, they, they figured out where they needed some money. And if people are going to go out and get some guys this year, it's probably going to be Seattle, you know, mid season. I just, I see this is the year for them. Um, so, I mean, a lot of teams have done great things at Minnesota twins. They, you know, they look really good this year too. I think the reds have fallen off a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'm just going to pick my, the one team that I usually do every year. And it's the Seattle Mariners. I just, there's something about them. I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something about them. I think, you know, they're going to be in the hunt and they're going to be that hard team to beat if they get to the playoffs. It's just going to be something. Heath, do you have the Biff Loman almanac? I mean, you picked the Nationals and the Braves, and now <laughs> if the Mariners win the World Series, I mean, do you see the that, future? What's going on over there? I, I, I'm just a realist. I've always been a realist. My son is literally he he's, he could be a test to it. I mean, th- there's just this weird thing, and and now I'm kind of you know putting it publicly now. So if if for some reason if Seattle does win the World Series this year, like I'm kind of predicting. Um, it's going to be funny. Everybody's going to think I'm going to have that almanac, but uh, yeah, it's just it's something I put my finger on. I, I can't put my finger on it, but Seattle is, um, they're just, a, there's, there's a team that they had a stretch this past season. And they, like I said, they've been lying in the weeds. They've been doing this and, and you got to worry about those teams that are good that nobody really gives any respect to. And I think that was the Braves last year. I mean, everybody knew they were good. They had some injuries, this and that, but, nobody really respected them and they just were still there. So, um, you know, I think Seattle's that, that team this year, Um, you know, like, honestly, I think the favorite is the Dodgers to win the whole thing this year and just run away with it. But for some reason, that's boring though, right? It it just doesn't happen. (laughs) You know, I I just, I, I don't know what it is injuries or whatnot, but it just doesn't happen. Like the Padres, you know, the Bob Melvin, I'll agree with you went out he was the best, but, we all knew that as Padre fans, the last couple of years, they should out and got a veteran manager, but they didn't, you know? And I think that, you know, the front office wanted to get Texas guys. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that. They go out and sign a lot of Texas players and we still have Texas players. And I'm, there's nothing wrong with Texas players, but you we know, have, we have like the, the 2011 uh, Texas Rangers top 10 farm system right now. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So, before anyway. we before we uh, move on to the next segment, real quickly, just give me two teams, everybody. Who's your World Series matchup, Heath? Let's start with you. Um, I'd love to see the Padres and Seattle together, but I'm picking Seattle and um, the Marlins. Actually, it's not going to be a, a, a World Series that anybody wants to watch. Okay, <laughs> that's a random one. <laughs> All right, I feel Alonzo. like it's because he didn't want to pick the Dodgers. That's that's my that's my hot take for for this. I, I have a funny feeling the Padres are going to beat the Dodgers somehow. I don't know, but it's somehow it's going to work. Or Kershaw is going to have to play the Cardinals and lose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think uh, I'm going Dodgers and Rays. Dodgers and Rays. Juan. You know, uh, as much as I hate on my own team, I, I'm still one of those gluttons for punishment. I'm going Dodgers and the White Sox. Okay. Roger. 
Yeah, I'm gonna agree with with uh with Juan Dodgers White Sox. Man, no, none of you guys have Blue Jays. I'm taking. There's gonna be a team in blue inside this World Series. It's gonna be the Blue Jays. It's gonna be the Blue Jays, and man, I think the Mets get in. I really I, do. I think. I don't, they I, I don't even think the Mets get in the playoffs. I think the Mets retooled enough. I think Lindor comes back and has a great season. I think that they're the they're the team to get in. So there's gonna be two teams in blue on the East Coast. Lead Lowe's podcast, Ring the Bell, Pods Talk, Believe Network. This episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Believe to get your free welcome bonus. Go lock in some bets, win some money, do it for your team. Do it for your family and do it for the Padres. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.